This episode of Vic's Basement is brought to you by Sony and the PlayStation 4. Greatness awaits. Welcome to my basement, hey, everybody. Victor hey, Lucas. Scott Jones. I'd like to take this moment yeah. to welcome you to your own basement. Oh, I love my basement. It's kind of weird being welcome to your own basement. Yeah, it's okay. It's, do, we, uh, do you spend a lot of time down here over the holidays? I do, but I need other people's perspective on how amazing some decorating? it is. Decorating? Uh, no, I never decorate. Should we decorate? No, I, 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 put, I open some action figures. It we does feel good some... to do that. I put. I put. Uh, You're not supposed to open them. I learned that from 40-year-old virgin. Fuck that. you got to open the action figures, and you got to enjoy you them. You gave me some action figures over the holidays. Oh, not those ones. Don't open those ones. You told me not to open them. <laughs> yeah. You're like, Duh. I gave you the- I almost I, opened I them. I gave you the, uh, the Kenner-designed but never-made uh, prototyped alien figures that Super it. 7 took all of the prototypes and said, yeah, let's make these. And I they're totally ugly. They look they look like, you know uh, what this is like the Star Wars figures from the uh, from the 70s that Kenner made. They're 70s very cool. It's, even though I've told you a million times I'm straight, it's just like you're still giving me gay porno. Like that's what it feels like. You will you will somehow <laughs> well, turn me into an action no, figure you know, collector person. I give person. you quirky things. Like I gave you the uh, the Gordon Freeman action figure. I actually like the Gordon Freeman one. Which, which is like I give you things I just that, still don't know what you're supposed to do with them. You put them up on the shelf and then you uh you do what you look at them when your girlfriend I'm, breaks I'm up i'm telling you you know so we're going to talk about ces a little bit later and and uh, the announcement of playstation now was a big deal and i like we are entering this age where digital uh, ownership so you like tangible things uh, tangible Anything things man they're very important out of the abstract yes and we can render it and we can hold it in our hands and it has heft and it has look, weight what, what and are, it has uh what do they call it when opposable thumbs you know when you can manipulate all the arms all the limbs are articulated yeah well look what 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 did people dig out of caves when they found the roots of civilizations they found little wooden figures and statues and and idols and and uh, representations of things that matter to people and that's what we have always connected with as human beings and then we transposed some of those uh, well, connections found some of those things they found drawings on walls and they too, did find that too which is early and then television. you know we got the printing press and the ability to, to mass produce we got the information and all of that stuff but now like the internet is allowing us to just transmit data like crazy so there is this uh, lack of ownership and, and definition. You're waxing people. nostalgic already. We've barely gotten started. No, here. but uh, you know, I mean, we're in this massive transition to us having no objects in our homes apart from art on the walls uh, that define the things that matter to us. You know what? Nobody listening to our voices right now, they might not even know if we're real or not. We right. might be AI constructs. Well, yeah, we, like, Vic's basement would not exist as as a thing unless there was the internet too. Like I, I I get all of the the glory and the greatness out of all of this stuff, but the reason why I, as a you know a, a mature twenty eight year old, uh, yep. love uh, action great, figures. By the way, for thanks, twenty eight. Thanks, buddy. You keep moisturizing. Uh, is uh, I I, just, I love that they represent these things that have you know made my imagination soar. You know, they propelled me forward. This with is a funny thing, though, because I yeah. was a kid, yeah. and I had—I I didn't have a lot of action figures. I had Obi Wan Kenobi, yeah, and I had a GI Joe, and I had, you know, and I had all the Fisher Price little things. I mm -hmm. guess they're not—I don't know what they are. Uh, and I would make them fight, and we'd have adventures, and I'd set up playlands and stuff like that. But then, when I discovered masturbation, I was no longer interested. Oh, you in had these your things. own little action figure. <laughs> My pants action figure. <laughs> no, I mean I, I don't know when it stopped, but at some point, I was no longer interested in the collectible side of things. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I'm just. I guess I'm not even making fun of you. I'm just. I just don't know how you sustain that. Yeah. How you tr how you made the transition from being a kid. To being a grown man who still, you know, even when we were in Tokyo, we traveled for hours and walked in the blinding sun to get to the hot toy store. I know, and I just unraveled all of those uh, awesome uh, sort of mini Iron Man figures and yep, put them on my on desk. desk. Did I you love post those a photo things. of that? I so did the post a photo. See, let's put a photo of that on the podcast this week. Okay? All right, okay. I know. Right. I love those pictures. I love those little toys. Uh, you know, I'm noticing it in my daughter already. 
who is was you know I don't know if this has anything to do with the, the horoscope or anything like that. I'm an Aquarius and she's an Aquarius, and I'm noticing that she loves to carry oh, around. Her birthday's coming. Yeah, her birthday's coming. Up. Mine's coming yeah. up. She loves to carry around her figure. She has a little backpack that I, I bought her when we were in Tokyo, and and uh, and she likes to put her like a Mickey Mouse plushie in well, there. That's what or, you do when you're two. My nieces they put they push yeah, they take all their dolls I, with I them remember, wherever they go. I, and I did that when I was a kid too, and I remember that I even as a teenager I used to. Uh, I used to dig having an action figure, man. It was just, it was, I don't know, man. Like you feel better? I guess it's like my, uh, my, uh, my, uh, Linus blanket in in a way, right? This is turning into a Freudian investigation. I guess so. But yeah, I like uh, to take a hustler with me wherever I go. I did go go. away from it. I did go away from it when I was an actor for sure. I didn't, I mean, A, I was broke and, and, uh, I, you know, I had other responsibilities and other things to think about. And then through acting and going to acting school and, and the pressures of trying to, you know, you know, take these courses and understand what I was trying to get into artistically, I also had to let off steam and I rediscovered video games through that whole process. And I think through the reacquisition of this uh, passion that I had when I was a teenager, I also started to look at the action figures again and comic book comic books again and and I started to reclaim these things that had given me so much joy and uh, you know they've just gotten cooler since then I mean that's how EP was born and it, all of this is a manifestation of the things that I, I found really young and just I, I loved and I found them very genuine and and um Inspiring. You know the thing I keep thinking. I, I know you've been uh, you've been with the same uh, woman, mm-hmm. your wife, for many many years now. Yeah. Uh, what was the first time that uh, your wife saw that you were a collector of action figures, and how did she react? She was okay right from the beginning. Yeah, you that, know she was gotta, okay. She yeah. would play the games. I mean, we finished Super. Uh, we finished Smash TV together. Uh, we no, pl- not video. I mean, I guess that was fifteen years ago or yeah. so. Uh, and women had to be pretty evolved back then to sit down and play Smash TV. But you're a kid when you're in in your early 20s, still. You know, like we were we were kids, and uh, it was okay. It was okay. It wasn't. You know, it, I wasn't trying to put on airs. I was still just very much into the fun of it all. You yeah, know? I, see, I hide a lot of things when girls come over. Yeah, I put all the things away. I, this, uh, I remember I had this friend. Uh, he was a he was a roommate of a, another friend of mine in Boston, and he had a girl coming over, and he owned a Dreamcast at the time. Yeah. So he would uh, always put his Dreamcast carefully in a box, put it under his bed, and then his girlfriend would come over, and once she left, he'd take the Dreamcast out, <laughs> set it all up again. So whenever you know I'd go visit, I'd see him boxing up the Dreamcast, and be like, "What's Zach doing? I'm boxing up the Dreamcast. <laughs> Guess what? He's getting to visit a little bit later." I, you know, I think that stuff comes out when you have a real relationship with somebody. You know, like when you uh, when you start to really get to know somebody, and I think it's it. Uh, you know, if people want some advice about this, if they're just starting to date with people, uh, or you. If you're still yeah, you're to, talking to me right now. Yeah, yeah. just uh, like you need to be with people that love you for the weirdo that you are, because everybody's a weirdo. You yeah. know, everybody's a geek. And well, that, I mean, that was another thing that defined getting this show off the ground too. Is everybody is a geek? I really hit well, on that. They're a was, geek for something. Everybody's a geek. Well, the minute they open their mouth, look at David Beckham. That guy is a big nerd. That guy, the minute he starts talking, people sure, people are into like we we don't cover knitting, yeah. but there are knitting absolutely geeks out there, right. We're we're not into macrame or absolutely. latch hook. I mean, you watch uh, Pierce Brosnan was such an uh, you know awesome image of James Bond. He just take carried that cool and that uh, that style and that panache. And he was you know he did a great job when he premiered with Goldeneye. I think he was a, a great choice for the. Uh, for the role, but then you see him on uh, on a talk show, and you know he's he, he, boring, or he's he's slipping up his phrasing, or he's just not he's not saying the non sequiturs that you would see in Jane. And what I, I guess acting helped me to see that too is that we're all just a bunch of fragile, broken individuals that are trying to uh, you know portray or or you know live up to the ideals of being as articulate as some of these things that are written for us. You know, and and portray, well, that's why for us. That's why people, because people see us on uh, you know reviews on the run and on EP Daily, you know, and and we're so c- polished, we're super cool on those shows. <laughs> and so then that's why they like the podcast, though, because this well, is we just have, us. We have editors spieling. that take great care of us, and yeah. uh, you know, and that, 
I think that was some of the stuff. My mom also gave me that that strength too. She's just a five foot two, uh, you know, little woman that uh, didn't have a lot of money, and she just, you know, powerhoused her way. She raised kids on her own to see the TV movie of your life. No, but you know what I mean. Like, so I had strength in my love for this stuff, and I've never I've never shot away from it. And uh, you know, in addition, you know, alongside of that, these these things have just gotten so goddamn ridiculous. And now hot toys are. Like and I'm I'm on the Facebook sort of fan page of Hot Toys and they keep releasing new images of all this stuff. It's like ridiculous, man. Like they they have new Predators and new Terminators and new Superman. It's awesome. It's just so cool. So see, uh, I don't put away. You know, I, I've I've been out there. I've been out on some dates and stuff. And and girls come over to my apartment and see it for the first time. Yeah. And I you know I've got a TV. It's it's not obnoxiously large. Yeah. It's a you know modestly sized average TV for a man my height. Yeah. And uh, and I've got uh, consoles and they see all that stuff. I can't hide that. The big thing for me is telling women that I have two cats. Right. Like that's you know, and some women wince, and you know they're like, "So do they sleep in the same bed with you?" Well, yeah. Why else would you not have cats and if honestly, they're not going like to be in the bed with you? If any woman is going to say that to you, it's like, get but Vic, lost. that's that's what the the point that I've arrived at in my life. I just feel like, well, screw it. If you don't like yeah. dudes with two cats, well, then this is never going to work. It's never even going to have a chance to work. But you know, ten, fifteen years ago, back when you were playing Smash TV with your wife and yeah. you know, doing your courtship. Like that, like that kind of. St- I would be like, well, there goes the person who probably was perfect for me. Thanks, cats. I would have blamed them. Right. You know. Yeah. I would have blamed them for ruining my life. But now it's just. I mean, I, I, I did. We find, are, you know, we are who we are. Yeah, you know, and you're, I did. You're find the guy the, who likes action figures, and and, and I found the person that uh, I was supposed to be with, and we, uh, uh, you know, I, I have, I, a great gratitude in that, you know, that l- lack of the other side perspective because of that you know i was able to be with someone right from the get-go that was supposed to be with me and and uh she tolerated all of my weirdness you mm-hmm. know and and i of her you know i had and, this with this one woman who i told her i had two cats she acted like i told her i had two butts like yeah. something that was just like i was from outer space but you know what you want people to be that judgmental and you want to and that's what I'm saying. Like, if you love action figures, don't hide them. Put them out there because you want to know put all Put them right of, on the coffee table. Absolutely. You want to know if these people are going to put up with your shit. And yeah. if they're not, you don't want to find that out later, you know? You yeah. don't want to have to kind of fight for your little stupid victories yeah, along I want to the way. Everything. You, want, you want to know right away what kind of friction you're going to get out of cohabitation because that stuff will destroy you later on. You'll just you'll walk around with all kinds of... And, and the way that it works in, in our household is my wife has control of the house. She gets to do everything she wants. Oh, I love it. Except Vic's basement. For the first uh, first date I go on with any woman, yeah. I just let a big ripping fart go. <laughs> and I know then everything I need to know about our future. Right. If she can put up with it. And we're good. Yeah. So far, no one has put up with that big. <laughs> I yeah. now see what the the, the issue may be. So uh, I got something to tell you. I have a man with two cats, and I just. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, you got to be who you are, man. I love it. That's and I love we got deep figures. here, right off the right yep. off the bat. This is the beginning of the podcast. So do you want to talk a little bit about CES? I have a little CES story to tell you. I've okay. told this this story before. It's a story that involves you. Yeah. Uh, you and I had just met a couple of years ago. Yep. Uh, we were at E3. Yeah. And then a few months later, we found ourselves at CES. I believe it was the first and last CES that either one of us attended. I <laughs> know. I've been to a couple since Yeah. Then. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we were there, and it was the year when everybody was combining MP3 players with tasers. Like, for some reason, oh, yeah. this is what CES... It was the year that... Uh, Namco had announced their partnership with Star Wars. Right, yeah. And I remember we were at an event where they were talking about how you could, you know, fight Darth Vader and all this BS. Yeah. And uh, I remember you said something. You said, you know, I don't give you enough credit on the show sometimes, but you said some smart things over the years, okay? <laughs> I'm just going to say this once, so I want you to hear it. And uh, this was one of the smarter things you've, you've ever said. You say a lot of smart things. I'm just kidding. But uh, you said, uh, you know, the video game world... Even if a game is bad, it was made with passion. But here at this consumer electronics show, and I'm paraphrasing, there's just so much stuff that's just so hollow and shallow and heartless and soulless. And I really, I thought about that. I still remember that. I mean, that was probably six or seven years ago. I, and I've always felt 
you know, empathy towards people that only talk about tech. You know, it used to kind of baffle me about Leo Laporte's passion for all of this stuff because I find that there's a finite number, you know, and frankly, that's what's great about humanity is that we each find our own passions and our own way to communicate around stuff. But I find that personally for me, we do talk about tech and there's lots of tech that excites us for sure, but there is a finite amount of it. And there's so much duplication or so much... Me too. Uh, you know, me too-ness or, or yeah. you know, you just add a little feature here and you tweak the, uh, taser. the corner. Yeah, you add a taser to an MP3 player and it's it does get a little silly. And I find that if that would be, like, personally for me, if that was the only thing I did as my beat, I think I would go a little batty. And video yeah. games, I think they start from, uh, yeah, sure, an, a connection to technology, but they start from a, uh, a desire to be crazy with uh, but, art, new art. Yeah, let's tell know? a story and let's do it in an artistic way. At least yeah. you hope that's the way it starts. Uh, well, you know, and I think that. Well, we'll talk about that. Well, every year, I, I, you know that that I look at the CES coverage. We didn't go, but no. Marissa Roberto is there on the ground. It, you and know, and it is fun to go. Reports. It, I have no desire to it, go. No, again. it's fun to go if you've never gone. Yeah, it, and if uh, you know you're. It's it, it's a cool place to go, but it's not E3, and it's sure as hell it's not Toy Fair. And I look, this is the thing: I'm spoiled. I've been to all of these best events, right? Toy Fair is awesome, uh, and, and uh, E3 is awesome. Yeah, Comic Con is amazing. You know, Comic Con is something I encourage, and I I don't want you all to go because it's already too crowded. But if you've never been to the real San Diego, well, Comic you know what? Con, I'll sit out this year so someone can go. It's uh, it's in amazing. My place. It's an incredible. That's the mecca of fun. So, listen for you. It is for yeah. me. It's not for sure. But okay. you know, I go to CES. The one thing I'm looking for, I want a robot butler like they had in Rocky Three. I think you can get that. And if they don't have that, then I'm not interested. I in think what, they, they didn't. Didn't the Arthur movie have something like yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> the, maybe <laughs> the one with Dudley Moore. <laughs> you know, this is the thing. Is is uh, this seems like. All the coverage this year was all about uh, those parrot drone things. Yeah. There's all these helicopter things that yeah. you control with your smartphone. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of uh, tablets and Which tablets. Which my wife flatly refused to let me buy one day, by really? the way. Yeah, we were in uh, Brookstone or something like that. And I'm like, oh, my God, I want one of those. Yeah. She's like, you idiot. You would never use that goddamn thing. You would take it home. You'd I put love it on the when sh- you do Marcy's <laughs> voice on the show. You idiot. Well, she's right, though. She doesn't call me an idiot, but that's the way it sounds, you she know, when someone's it. telling you your idea yeah. is shit. When, and, and when that's you're a 25 year old man who's being told by his wife that, she can't, that you can't have. And she was right, though. I mean, yeah, I, my I, niece I, got one of those things, I, and she was just driving it into the ceiling. Yeah. That's all she was doing over and over again. Yeah. Driving it around. Well, these the house. parrot things are more sophisticated than that. You can put cameras and stuff on them. But it seems like that, there was a lot of that. There was yeah. a lot of uh, big curve TVs this year. Yeah, I like uh, those. I know you like those. Yep. Uh, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, what else was there this year? What else did you see in your coverage? Uh, there's the uh, the Lassie, uh the spherical ball. This is the the hard drive company. Oh, uh, wearable tech. That's and wearable the tech, watches of course, and glasses. Watches 3D and printers are a big story this year. Again, yeah. Uh, but uh, but for you, is, I, is there any, anything on your your wish list? Anything that you, you, you that would go on your crave list? Oh yeah, from hell, CES? hell yeah. I mean, I'm yeah, excited really? about PlayStation now. I think it sounds awesome. I mean, I think. Uh, it was a bit eye-opening to have a 50-gig game to download with the NBA 2K14, which I did to the PS4 and the three and the Xbox One. Uh, it, it made me realize that wait a second, you know, this digital-only future that we know is coming doesn't feel so now, you know. So PlayStation Now, it sounds as exciting as hell. But well, you know what? Uh, what knowing if this my w- bandwidth and knowing, no, you'll be fine. I don't think You're already so. Worried about these things? I, I think it's. I, I think it's a. It's. I think what this this generation of PlayStation Now is is the beta test for uh, whatever comes next. How cool? Yeah. Would it have been, and how locked up would things be by Sony if they ship this day one with the PlayStation Four? How rad. incredible would that have been? Well, I think Microsoft part of the messaging though, on it is that water. yeah, but part of the messaging on on what this this service is is that the, you won't need a PlayStation Four, right? Well, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to play it on it. You can't play it on your tablet. You can play it on your PlayStation Three. Okay. You know, I mean, and I was joking about that at E3 last year. It's like, well, what? What your PlayStation Three is your PlayStation Four if you can download games? I mean. 
you're talking about a fidelity difference. You're not talking about a yeah, uh, yeah. an interoperability difference. It's you know the, the the reason why you need that bandwidth is so that you can send command signals back and forth so quickly and and not deal with latency. I think it's interesting, but again, it's just like it's we talk about this stuff and and it's all in the abstract, right? Yeah. It's just it's all it's we're talking about bandwidth and we're talking about games being ported to different screens, but again, it's just I still. Remote and play works though. You haven't, I tri- see, you haven't tried that yet. I want to see the games. Yeah, I want to see the games. Well, this is this is These always your thing. These are all the conduits. Thing. I get it. I this know. is always your thing. Show me something when I we haven't talk seen about. Before. Yeah, and when we talk the about tech technology cool. on the show, it's like, yeah, yeah. I just want to know what I can use it for. Yeah, you know, and but I I think it's a bit of it's a two way thing, right? Like the game makers, they need their CarMax to come up with stuff that allows them to furnish the dreams that they have. And it's always a bottleneck from the creative artistic side. And I think that games have been defined by that for too long and hampered by that for too long. I think there's been a bit of a shift in that with all of this indie development and sort of going back in time to pixel art and, and uh, you know, rudimentary flash animation and stuff like that. Uh, but there's still a real necessity there for technological innovation and technological back-end stuff to allow for this medium to flourish. It is uh, so funny. It does seem like we've we've done, over the last couple of years in particular, a, a lot of looking back, yep. a lot of pondering where games have come from. Mm-hmm. And I think you do that in any medium before you figure out what the next big leap is. Yeah. And I, you know, and I, I think it has been a time when we have plateaued a little bit. We've taken a lot of these genres as far as we can take them. Yeah. You know, driving and racing and, and uh, drive, driving and first-person shooters and things like that. And even all the sports games have all plateaued, really. Um, and we're, we're making incremental incremental improvements to, to all of them. But we're not really breaking new ground. The way that we are changing the way that we play these games. Yes. Yeah. Watch and Dogs looks like it. It, I don't know. It is going to ratify, like with its its connectivity stuff, and it's you know looping in your uh, your friends in these interesting ways. And it doesn't and look like, like a game I haven't seen already, though. You know, it doesn't. I want to see something I haven't seen. There is and maybe I'm asking too much. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I think what is is being tipped at and suggested when you have a service like PlayStation Now is that the computational needs of a console or a PC or a a, a game machine of some sort goes out the window. We don't need that. Yeah, we don't need I, it. We don't need We're to think about that anymore. It's just the screen. Yeah, any screen. And, and frankly, we have just sort of ripped open the possibility for the theoretic, theoretical PlayStation Ten. You know, like we have just gone to shared computational horsepower oh, to, yeah. to make whatever the hell we can think of. What about if the PlayStation 10 was a space station that <laughs> orbited Earth that was <laughs> just one huge CPU Well, it, that, if it's all pumped vir- I mean, we're games talking, all over the world? We're talking virtual consoles, you know, yeah. like Netflix is going to be delivering 4K streams next month. You know, they're just flipping a switch. Nobody's- I don't know. I don't see what the big deal is. Well, it's four times the resolution of is what Is it going to make HD. Cheers look any better? Uh, Cheers will not look much I better. I did not no. think so. No, it will not make Cheers I look better. I rest my case. I think the only thing that will make Cheers so it's, look it's, better if it's a holographic thing that you can walk into. If I can finally feel Rebecca's boobs. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I, I, it's more pixels. That's all 4K is, right? Yeah, but four times the pixel density, and it's a huge... How much better? To, HD looks well, pretty it's good. Be, it's better. Jesus. I mean, when we go see the movies, we go to the movies. Yeah, they're beautiful already. They are, but you know what? We've taken a step backwards as we've made this digital thing because we can see the little dots in, in the faces. If are we, we going to yeah. be broadcasting EP Daily in 4K? Because I don't want that. Yeah, within five years, we'll be doing that. I don't want that. that. We'll like, be doing that. Um, I, we are going to have incredible... Uh, procedures, <laughs> <laughs> multiple procedures. I'll, I'll be wearing my full woman suit by then. I don't. Know, I don't even know what that means. Silence of the Lambs reference. Listen. Uh, so CES, uh, the big story, PlayStation Now. But the other big story, one that I'm Steam. much more interested That's what in. I'm excited. All about. the Steam stuff, yes. like all the Steam Valanche, all these yep. Steam boxes are coming in all different did shapes you, and sizes. So some of them look cool. Some of them look like they could be orbiting the Earth. They did look you like see the Gabe satellites. Footage though. You know, no, of him just with it. a microphone and engulfed in, in purple light just shining right on his head and <laughs> yeah. everybody's shooting it off of uh, 
fucking cell phones and stuff like that. It's no. like, this right. is like the possible tipping point to this whole this new way. This is how it happens. This is how it looks. But it's pathetic. It's fine. It's, it's That's like, how it should look. Why can't we, you know, this industry, why can't we just get up and like really make a, a scene at CES? we're not Hollywood, man. We don't no, do drama. We don't, we don't present we, ourselves well. We're better than Hollywood. That's, we're we're That's my point. That's what I'm saying. We is look we're like better than Newell. That. What's that? We look like Gabe Newell. That has All we to do need with is, it. is purple lights on. Everybody us. running Hollywood looks like Gabe Newell. They just wear a suit. Well, they don't let they and don't let the Gabe, collar on. They them. don't let the Gabe Newell looking people host the Oscars. They don't let them make the announcements. No, I know. But when they go to uh, a, an event and they talk about their properties and their future and their and their uh, their legacy and their brands and. There's Listen, a, there's an, a pageantry. I and hear a, what you're saying. You know what I mean. There's I a little care, bit of though. a little as bit of love the, in the presentation. If the of news it all. is good, then it speaks for itself. Right. We don't need the pomp and circumstance. We don't need the production values. We need Gabe under a purple heat lamp, standing out there. <laughs> That's what it looked like. Sweating. I mean, it, come and on. delivering his Steambox news. Now all these Steamboxes, I, I feel like I want them all. I yeah. want to sit in a room and I just want to be naked with all the Steamboxes. They're that beautiful. would be a steamy room. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that. We should put all the steam boxes in a room and let people run through. How it hot is this room? And charge five dollars <laughs> per run through. But uh, all of, they're all cool. They've all got little bells and whistles. They all look like things that are ripped off of the Death Star consoles. You yeah, know? I know. I mean, so cool. And they, I, I don't know what the difference is between one or the other. Some of them have have uh, more powerful CPUs. Some of them what have, have purple lights and orange lights. I mean, this is the thing. This is like, you know, they said f you to Microsoft. Good. They they earned their money from Microsoft. Gabe and whoever started Valve, uh, that's they became millionaires, and then they went and started Valve to build games. and And it's it's kind of analogous to the Ray and Greg uh, leaving the medical profession to start Bioware. Uh, so they 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 leave the corporate culture of Microsoft to go and build this game studio. They strike gold with Half Life. They build an amass- amazing masterpiece with Half Life Two. Then they build a digital. You know, streaming solution way too early. Way too early. With, way too. I uh, remember the first time I heard about Steam, I thought these guys are crazy. And this they just crazy. Keep, they're renegades, man. Nobody and they've wants just this. done everything that they've done, they've just done on their own terms. Yep. And now they're going to, you know, go up against these massive consumer electronics m- giants. But they've partnered with other massive consumer electronics giants to create consoles for for television. Well, set. the problem is, I, I feel like the the you know it's it's poor Ouya. Well, <laughs> just crushed <laughs> underneath the boot, right? Uh, totally, the Ouya's gone. But but the uh, I feel like the messaging for the average consumer is lost here because I do think that there is some appeal to you know that's the idea get Steam into the into the hands of someone who doesn't really know what Steam is. Yeah, you know, and and because there's so many different makes and models and there's so many different specs involved and there's it, and it's it's expensive. Like it's not really accessible. Well, you, you can get in and start playing at five hundred bucks. Yeah, which is what an Xbox costs, right? Which uh, is, but still, ama- it's a, that's a lot of dough. It's a lot of dough, uh, and it's also not a PC. It's a Linux Steam machine, so it will run Steam. Do that's they, it. Do they still make PCs? They still make PCs, People and you can them? get a PC for not much more than that. That will also do a lot more things, yeah. you know, and run every game. Because right now, Steam as an OS and pick up lots of malware and spyware. You can and get all of that right more and more yeah. slowly. No, but until Steam you as an OS, I, I, from what I understand, it can't run every single. Uh, but this is the problem. It's title this, that's it's taking all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the problem that uh, consumer electronics have has always had, and Apple was the first one to really crack it. Yeah, take all this stuff, all this, all the jargon all the specs and everything and boil it down into a package that everyone understands. And I feel like these the announcement about all the Steam boxes is a step towards that, but we still have about 10 or 15 steps to well, go. Well, PlayStation now. I mean, there were th- those are the three, right? It's the it's these bendable walls of screen technology, which is what we're talking about when we're at 85 or 100-inch televisions. Uh, it's uh, streaming content, digitally delivered, and it's... Um, uh, you know, uh, expandable horsepower and stuff like that to run this material. But I think what you know what we're looking at is a uh, you know clean, empty shelves, clean, small living rooms with wall size. I mean, we're talking total recall. You know, we're talking the apartment that uh, Schwarzenegger lives in, where he's got this giant wall. You know, and we'll have wireless controllers and. 
and uh, and everything that we w- want to play or watch will just come in. And- <laughs> like how you use all the shows, all the platforms we have to basically just design your dream space. That's, that's all. That's well, that, all you do. I, well, this is called Vic's basement. I've do, just envisioned what Vic's basement will look like. You do. You, well, you that's all, why you mention figures- Minority Report all the time, yeah. and you these clean walls. Well, this, that's why action figures are important to me. Controller. I don't want clean walls. You know, if I can't have... I like clutter. I'm sorry. Well... I'm not boxing up the Dreamcast. You're going to... Good. Don't do that. No. But it is... uh, They are trying to streamline our whole damn world. Um, But I want to talk about in-app purchases because they've been uh, making me... Should I just uh, sit down for a minute over here and let you go? No, I want to ask me. Okay. And talk to me about it. Now I've noticed... (laughs) (laughs) We went outside today. Yeah. And we shot... And we shot on Granville Island here yep. in uh, Vancouver. Now, this is the 40 days and 40 nights of rain. We should be building our ark. Yeah. But instead, we're, we're making television. We're uh, building we both our froze. art. We're building what? Our art. We're building our art. All right. That's, that's so enough. to speak. Uh, so uh, we were outside and we were talking about a, a game, uh, Halo Spartan, Spartan Assault. Assault. Is it Spartan Ops or Assault? Spartan Assault. I, I don't even know what na- the name it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, but you found out that uh, there, there were some in-app purchases at work there, and, and all of a sudden, your face got all red, and uh, you started breathing hard, <laughs> and your ears got red, and that's when I know you're really mad. Well, there's a difference between the... Uh, I, I have, I'm of two minds of this, okay? DLC and uh, microtransactions built into titles that already cost quite a bit of money uh, can... Depending on the quality of of what you're spending on, uh, can be upsetting or not. But the free to play model right now is really driving me crazy because pe- tell me why people are spending time, which is more valuable than money, playing shit. They're playing garbage, and they should know better. And they're not allowed to know better because they're spending all their time playing garbage. And they're getting addicted to things that are not good for them. They're, they're getting addicted to junk food games that are just candy-coated, and Candy Crush is one of those terrible pieces of junk that's out there. And Farmville, I loop into that, which are based on other people's concepts, which are based on uh, stolen ideas that have been re, you know, purposed a little bit or tweaked a little bit. And certainly you can point at tons of examples throughout the, the history of games where people have always done that. Uh, but now it's egregious ripping people off, not just of their, you know, piece by piece or sometimes huge, you know, cash investments or bit by bit cash investments, but more importantly of their time to look at other content that's out there. Mm. Because, you know, that could be someone's uh, game experience that will placate them. And now it's time to turn on Duck Dynasty, which is another tirade. Uh, so, I I just feel that by game companies that call themselves game companies that make money this way and then don't invest in things that further the art form or the medium, they're killing this medium. They're killing people's because at one point I think in most people's lives that do this and this is their sole sort of uh, entree into this world. Sure, it could make a company rich and that's great. All you know, that's awesome, great success. But at one point. At some point, that user will come to the realization that they're wasting their life and they hate this experience and they're going to pack it up and they're not going to go, you know what, I really need to get into something else that's really cool. Let me see if there's something I can spend my money on. They're going to think games are stupid. This is, this is Victor's first rant of yeah. 2014. Listen, what's the difference between what you're talking about this user experience that gamers are having out there yeah. negative experiences yeah. and the person who decides that they need to sell their level 80 wow character because they need to get back to their regular life like blizzard's just as guilty as anybody i, I think this it, there is a pernicious games sucking people's lives and 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 dollars out for as long as they possibly can i i think that that is a bit of a uh, uh, and and you know trying to lift little dollar bills out of people's pockets all the way along, I think that that is a that's uh, what we do in it, a capitalist it, society. Yeah, but it's also a, a detrimental part of this business. And I think that what that means is that there becomes less of a of a value attached to the to the art that's been created in the first place. But listen, you're you're like the people who invented 
film. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, saying that film should be used to tell stories and artistic things, but instead there's pornographers out there who are using film to play on people's most base desires. I mean, it's kind of the same thing. I just think it's just yeah, part of our it, media. It, I would like it into pornography changing. for sure. Yeah, you know? I, but, but I Absolutely. think you, you can't stop it. The other uh, analogy that comes to mind is is when, uh, you know, bureaucrats and government officials try to regulate junk food in stores. People need to be given a choice. Here's the healthy food section. Here's the shit food. You decide for yourself. That is up to you. It's free will. And I think that's what it comes down to. I think you can't... I, th- I think that... Thinking that people are going to judge games and dismiss games because they had one bad experience is, I think that's well. There's two. There's two elements to my limited. anger here, though. There's the the amount of money that's being made by companies that are doing this sneaky bullshit. Pornographers have been making billions. For I know. Years. I know. But I. I've, I, I care. And what's sneaky about it? I, I think anybody who's a fool enough to give their credit card to somebody over the internet. They deserve to, to have their wallet <laughs> lifted. Like, don't be stupid. Well, I just see great studios and great craftspeople I know, and great, and that's, great that's people that, that love this you. this medium, that want to see it I'm with you. You know, flourish and, and want to, like, leave an imprint. Uh, just give up. They, you know? But you know what? Then that maybe they made a bad career choice at some point because there are a lot of people out there who haven't given up and who yeah. are still fighting the fight and, and winning and making great games were made in 2013. A yeah. lot of shitty games were made. And yeah, a lot of money was spent on free to play and in-app purchases and stuff like that. But again, I do feel like this is just part of the life cycle of, of this medium after 60 years, however long we've been around now. Yeah, I know we're defining it. I know, but I, I think we, you know... The, the 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 passionate folks that believe in the future of this thing there needs to be i mean what i hate seeing happen again and again and again is that games get no value and you know frankly these steam sales don't help either you know just this idea that there's no worth to games there's no there's no value attributable to it there's like the 60 dollar thing is a slap in the face to most people it makes it such an inaccessible luxury item that nobody wants to take that risk and everything is just hard-nosed you know uh anger about how many hours you get out of that that cost and uh how much are they ripping you off for the dlc and it's like it's setting itself up for all kinds of bad vibes and bad blood instead of it's instead of the business saying look this is a this is a a work of art that we are giving to you but there's a price for it and it's a reasonable price for the amount of value you get out of this and everybody has to make that equation and has has been making that equation and because it's been out of whack from the beginning with this this price barrier being so high the exact inverse has happened, and now we've said, well, you know what? Let's just do it all for free. Let's go the other way, and we'll just pull people's money out that way. And so now people have no understanding. I think the general population out there has no understanding of what is a good game and what a, a, what's a good price for a game and what's a game worth Listen, and what does it take to make a good game. These are all terrific things to ponder, and all of those questions will be answered, and I do believe since... Since the dawn of time, people have been making stuff and pouring their heart and passion into things that were ignored. There were awesome things that were ignored for whatever reason. They, yeah. were, they were born at the wrong time. They came into existence at the wrong time. They didn't connect with the right audience. We've neglected you know, countless works of art over the years. And I'm sure that you know, the way things are going right now, the, the, the way that, that we're trying to the, the thing that gives that gives me hope is the fact that I feel like we're trying to figure it out. You know, the other thing I keep thinking about is HBO uh, in the beginning. I mean, the idea of paying for a premium, a channel on top of your cable yeah. that was going to give you something more. I mean, all I can remember as a kid is that you could see boobs on HBO. And yeah. Was that worth an extra $12 a month? As a 12-year-old kid, I think it's worth an extra, <laughs> an extra $12 a month. But now HBO, you know, over the years has had to give you more reasons. And they, I think for the most part, maybe True Detective, the new show is, is a bit of an exception. But they've delivered quality content and, and, you know, timely content and terrific documentaries and great TV series. And they've had some of the best moments in television history. Yeah. And 
I feel like we're going to get there. I feel like people are going to figure it out, whether it's going to be a subscription service, whether it's uh, through PlayStation Now, whether you pay one fee and you play all the games you want. We're going to get to some point where it's all going to start to, all the pieces are going to start to fall into place. Well, you know, and I I guess my exhaustion and my anger and my disappointment Have you ever Reynolds, spent any money on any in- in-game app purchases? I've never spent a dime, not one no. penny. And, and now I find myself, you know, uh, I, I hate those games, you know? I hate them. I hate that there's a whole model built up around that stuff. I don't, if but, you're playing Plants vs. Zombies 2 and you're having a good time and you want to spend a little more money on it, I don't know. I don't see what's wrong with it, that. It, it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts, that whole model. I just, I, I because it 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 it, uh, it creates this illusion that this is the the pathway to success, you know? And I know everybody's just trying to... I don't think anybody Anybody's that, trying though. to kind of figure out what this model is, but, I mean... My my disappointment around all this is that I have wanted more people to play games. I've wanted more people to love video games. And that's starting to happen, but they're playing shit, you know? I want them to play The Last of Us. There are lots of people out I there. I want them to play there, awesome titles. There are people who are doing that because you asked them to do that, Yeah, for sure. And there are people out there who are trying games for the first time, even at, you know right now, even as we're talking. And they're having good experiences and bad experiences. But, I mean, they're going to find their way if, you know, they're going to see what's good about video games. And at some point, they're going to... I don't think they will. I, I think, think they're, they're going to get their lost patience. in a Candy Crush fucking no, haze and that's so. going to be the end of it. You know? <laughs> you sound like me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Come well, on. it drives me Come nuts. On. You know? It's like, okay if they play Candy Crush. If it gives them a little jolly, that's fine. It takes them away from the day for a They don't even know what a jolly is. It's like an addiction, well, man. Well, not everybody wants to play the fucking Last of Us. It's okay. A, it's a that, burden. It's a 20-hour it's a game that's a drag. All right? I loved it. Yeah. But it's not for the world. Okay. It's for, well, it's for us. Uh, then let's pick more. Or let's build games that will reach more people that won't that do have a, a cost that are you know are the full meal deal when you you pay for it you get the whole thing uh, maybe isn't sixty dollars that you know I don't know what that is I don't make the games but I want more people to play great games you know I don't want more people to play uh, junk. What's so, the, uh, the that's my the, anger. Uh, <laughs> I do love it. I yeah. love seeing you like this. Yeah. Uh, what's the uh, What's the company that makes Farmville and all that shit? Zynga. Yeah. Look, I mean, they look at that. Look, I think I think if you should be heartened by anything, it, it's to look at the struggles that they've had. Yeah. You know, like I I think people are people are playing that stuff. People are on Facebook. People are clicking all the shit. People will always do the mindless thing. But I think there are lots of people out there who who are want more and who are f- seeking out more and who are finding more. I mean, what's the difference between playing uh, Candy Crush or playing Tetris thirty years ago on the Game Boy? Well, I think just from a um you know, a practicality standpoint and thinking about jobs and thinking about corporations that fund development on this stuff, if these things become the de facto or the standard way that stories get built or game it's uh, not development the, sort of it's works, all in flux. we will see more and more and more. I mean, that's how this business has always been. If, the, if there yeah. is this thing that's bubbling that's successful more and more companies just re- emulate that right. and, the and Wii shovelware that. look at that we I had, know we had all kinds of, and look what it, it didn't help anything when everybody went out and bought a Wii and then they had a million shit games that came out for it so you know I don't know. You think we'll just siphon through all this junk and then we'll get I do. To, I don't know. I mean I don't think we're going to I think we've we've been you know it's not been the, the the most flourishing period in video game history. It feels like we're having some growing pains. See I, I would like to play some B console games, you know? I would like to play more God Hands and I would like to play some more uh, Okamis and things like that, which and I, those aren't Bs, you know, but I, those are just my examples right now, but I, I would like to play some Risks that are uh, quirky and not great, maybe they're 7s or 8s, but I want more of those on game machines, you know? But I don't it, want those as free-to-play. It's like we've switched hats today. <laughs> I love this because, listen, I think there's ne- there's never been, and I know you've been saying this for five years that I've been here, there's never been a better time to be a gamer than right now. You know, yeah. you have all the new consoles, but you also have very, very cheap, accessible old consoles in the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3 and yeah. the, the, the huge catalogs for both of those machines. Hell, you could go back and pick up a PlayStation 2 and you could just play games t- for the rest of your life and yeah. never even have to worry about about tomorrow yeah and there, there's an embarrassment of riches out there 
And you can you can go to any game store. Go to EB Games. That that's a good game store. It comes off the top of my head. <laughs> we love you, EB Games. You could go to EB Games and 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 buy, and buy these things. You can buy them on the internet. You can collect them all. Well, I and mean, I want people to keep doing that. That's the other thing I too. I mean, are. and I mean, I love the idea of PlayStation now, but just the. Uh, the, the you know the ease of use and and being able to just sit there and just start streaming and playing anything but the the, the other side of it it like the concept of these things not having any value again that you could just sort of start a thing and just go oh bloop I'll just get into this other new thing here or boop I'll just you know, throw this thing down I, 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 you don't even have to throw anything down you just sort of press a button and you you skip out of something and then you go back into something else again it removes this validity to this finished product this uh you know this value this this uh there's a worth to this work well if you think if you think about the way we used to game yeah and we don't really do as much of this kind of old style gaming as yes we used to we used to have to sit in front of the tv and we used to have to hold a controller in our laps and we used to have to we couldn't leave Mm -hmm. and and that was your gaming experience and now I mean, if you want to talk, I mean, if you want to be really cynical, like PlayStation now pumping that to all different screens makes it feel even more disposable. Yeah. You know, I mean, we don't have to worship at the altar of the TV, and we don't have to make it this moment of reverence where we just sort of sit in awe of the Legend of Zelda. Yeah, we don't, and that's you know, that's the thing. How many times? If you're going to be honest, then when we're playing video games and a cutscene comes on, what do you do? You look at your phone. I know. You know, I do yeah. the same thing. If yeah. I'm watching a TV show and it gets a little boring, but, I'm looking at my goddamn phone like a but fool. This is the thing, too, is that if we just give in to that forever, is that the games that we're going to get forever? You know, is that what is going to happen? Think, is I that people are just going to say, you know what, we can't compete with everybody else's ways to be entertained and engaged so we'll just have to make things that people no, I think, skip I think and they don't pay have attention to be, have to get to get to the point where they're so good right you can't ignore them like and the I, last of us yes and i and i was not looking at my phone yeah. i was on the edge of my seat every step of the way i had or to take breaks yeah. and walk around the house and shake it off because that was a game that uh, grabbed something inside me and yeah. squeezed and didn't let go until I was able to get up from the chair and, and go back to my life again. And, yeah. and I want I want more of that shit. That- I, and, you know, and I know that there were lots and lots of people that glommed into the the gaming space, either with the old arcades of the 80s or the uh, Nintendo games of the mid-80s. Like, they, they loved the Mario titles. And then the new machines started to get all 3D and much more sophisticated, and 3D controls became a part of the thing in analog. And they walked away from it thinking, oh, my God, this is all too crazy. And I think some of those folks came back to touchscreen because it was relatively simple again uh and maybe there is a case to be made for there needs to be some simplicity and some uh, easier ways to enter these experiences that are more engaging to a broader group of people out there and i don't necessarily mean it has to be about complexity in terms of how to operate these things but you know i think if we want games with budget and heart and uh, intellectual sophistication, we have to place a value on them. We can't just keep thinking of them as this disposable art form, you know, that is just a, a diversion, just a, uh, a some kind of fad. And no, I, don't, I, I think we're way past the fad point. I don't know. But, but, li- but listen, let's talk about one last thing, and then we'll wrap it up for yeah. the day from CES. Do you think... You and I are past the fad point. I don't know if the the world is. That's the, that's the we're thing. not alone. There's people listening to yes. us, and people who watch the I shows, know. people who don't listen to us and don't watch the shows who are past the fad point too. But the Oculus Rift has been getting yep. a lot of buzz yep. at every convention ever since for the last two it's gonna years. Going to mess up our hair, dude. Yeah, that's that's I I know. I'm, every time I look at the photos, I'm like, Vic is not putting that that's, fucking thing I mean, on. Like honestly. Yeah. It's going to mess up our hair. But the, I, I don't know if that's the answer either because, yeah. I again, it's not the technology necessarily. It's that it's that grabbing something inside me and not letting go. Well, I, I mean, I, I haven't sat down to, to be engaged. By I don't it want I to because I'm afraid to get pink eye. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else puts it <laughs> No, you get on. your own. You get your very own type of thing. And I, I can't wait to experience it because, the, the, you know, everybody's been raving about it. Jose and Ben, everybody that we know that has played around with the thing just loves it. I can't wait, but I don't know if that's the 
you know, the bellwether, the the no, seismic so. change. The, Remember the a couple that, years ago, we were all excited about 3D? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo 2DS, I rest my case. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, you know, this year will be the year we get to try it. I, don't, I think it might come out this year. I yep. don't know. Uh, I hope it does. I'm tired of hearing about it. Uh, but it listen, does come out this year, yeah. Before we go, I want to start doing something new on the podcast okay. this year. I want you, you to gonna sing. I want you to break into song right now. <laughs> I want you to recommend something. Maybe uh, it doesn't have to be you know almost like a cameo from each of us on each show. Just something we've been consuming off the beaten path. Okay. That, uh, and for me, I've been uh, obviously you know my affinity for Netflix yeah. is uh, is is long. It's a storied one. You know I've talked about it many times. Uh, lately, I've been watching. Uh, I believe it's on IFC. It's a show uh, called Marin. It's mm-hmm. from Mark Marin. He does a podcast, uh, terrific podcast. I always listen to it. I've been watching his show. I don't think it's uh, it's not nearly as good as Louis, which is Louis C.K.'s show. Yeah. But it's very much in the same vein where it's uh, almost uh, this sort of fictional documentary about his life. Lots of awkward moments and weird pauses. And, you know, here's this man who's in, who's 50, I think, and he lives with cats. And he struggles with his personal life and his ex-wives. And he's got problems. So, obviously, it's going to be a story that's uh, that I'm going to I'm going to fall for. So, if you haven't seen Marin, I believe the second season is coming up soon. Yeah. Uh, I, I would recommend checking it out on Netflix. What do you got for us? I got Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which is not too much off the beaten path, but that's what I've been playing, and it's incredible. How and far are you now? I'm uh, quite far. I How think many pirate like ships have you sunk in? I've sunk tons, and that's so fun. And the, I, I think that's where I, why I love the game, is that when I'm f- sailing around as the pirate, it's ridiculously cool. You can feel cool. the wind in your hair. Yeah, and it's different than the rest of the game. And I know that's not maybe what everybody wanted out of Assassin's Creed, or it, you know maybe they've had their fill of Assassin's Creed games. But that's what makes it unique and fulfilling. And it's so elegant, and it just it, it constantly. And I you know I beat uh, Grand Theft Auto Five and thoroughly enjoyed that. And and uh, it might not have the scale of something like GTA V and all of the different... Uh, it's pretty big. Uh, but it's big, yeah. yeah. And, and it's such a gorgeous world. And you joke about it all the time, the, the beauty of the jumping into the water and all that stuff. It just constantly mm. amazes yep, me how gorgeous it is. We didn't even need to t- take vacations last year. We yeah. just got to spend a little time in Black Flag. No, they did a great job. And the other thing that I... I, uh, I uh, Wait, you're doing two? I didn't know we were doing two well, the, now. The, 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 other, the other one is uh, Tangled. I just saw Tangled because my uh, wanted to pick something good. that my daughter would watch and could watch and there's a little bit of fighting and she's like Ruby she's got to see some fighting she's only two you know she's only to be turned she turns two so we feel apprehensive about showing her anything but we've shown her bits of this movie and she's now been asking for it twice and she knows to call it tangled and yeah, it's a great movie. It's a great, great yeah, movie. Yeah, it's a great. Yeah. It's it's uh, Rapunzel, and it's the whole. It's like a, a modern uh, musical version of Rapunzel, and everybody does a great job in the thing. Now, I know you know this already, but next week we are in Montreal. I know. We got a special secret trip that we're gonna take. Shh, and we're gonna record the podcast from Montreal. Yes, we are. And you know what? I think we should probably uh, get a special guest. Maybe we should record it at EB Games. Uh, maybe in the PlayStation the, Two section. You, you want to record the podcast at EB Games? <laughs> might be noisy. People I, might that'd be all right. Come out. People might. We wouldn't be able to swear. What if some people who are, were really into in-app purchases came out and were like, oh, "Vic, down with Vic." I don't I, think that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I think I people are with me. Really into in-app purchases. <laughs> yeah. So no, but I, let's talk about that. Let's ask EB Games if they'd be, let us uh, do something over there. Mm, what do you think? Um, yeah. All right. All right. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Production uh, meetings on the air. Yeah, we love that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that was a that was a, that a was long exhausting, discussion. Right? Yeah, I, I, I feel hope, okay though. I hope you enjoyed it. I got stuff I, you know off what? my chest. I like your rants. Thanks, uh, bro. You know, I'd like to see. Let's see. It's January. Let's see uh, five more rants from you this okay. year. Okay. All right. I'll start working on my next one. All right. Thanks, pal. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. 